Sex is one of humanity's greatest sources of pleasure. So why is it still shrouded in guilt, shame, and misunderstanding? Welcome to Are You Available? I'm your host, Lana Jade, sex worker turned counselor and sexual educator. And I'm here to unpack some of those issues that have come to light from my time in the adult industry. Hey there, and welcome back to Are You Available? I'm your host, Lana Jade, and I just want to thank you for joining me once more. So today's topic is sex tips and tricks from a sex worker. Now, I wanted to talk about this topic for a few reasons. One of them is because the more education we have on sex, the better. Because at the moment, there's like so much porn. (laughs) There's so much porn and there's not the education to counter what sex really is. So expectations and views on sex are so skewed and there needs to be a little bit of balance. Like I am all for porn. I love porn. I think it definitely has its place within society, but we need to bring in a little bit more education and a little bit of understanding of what, you know, what is normal, what is so we can like align our expectations with reality and understand that the people that we're with, that we're having sex with are people and we cannot guess what they like. <laughs> Just because we've seen it on porn doesn't mean that they're going to love it. So I wanted to talk about sex tips and tricks or just generally how to increase the pleasure when you're having sex and how to increase the pleasure for your partner because it's obviously a two-way street. The more your partner enjoys it, the more you're going to enjoy it, the more they're going to do it, you know, all of it. It's like, you know, it's this beautiful little circle of pleasure that we really should connect with a little bit more and understand why to do things where you know you know what I mean (laughs) I I don't even know what I was going to say then I don't know so first of all I'm obviously saying these you know these tips and tricks from my experience as a sex worker of course because who better to know where the deficiencies in people's thinking and actions and behavior are than somebody that has sex with tons of people but also because people can be vulnerable with sex workers and they feel comfortable telling telling us what they're what they don't feel they're good at or you know all of those type of things but also from the place of being a sexual being myself who has sex with people in my personal life not just for money crazy yeah so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was firstly enthusiasm (laughs) enthusiasm this seems like such a given and but it's not like I I truly struggle with this in my work life and not from me being enthusiastic from clients and I know that it's kind of hard for people to step into their their pleasure and their sexual selves and communicate that they're having a good time or, or there's like a, there's a whole heap of reasons why people don't but 
you really need to work on why you have got a resistance to showing enthusiasm and how to counter it. I mean, sometimes I think some of my clients, they've got all of this shame around what they're doing. And while they want the sexual release, they want the intimacy, they want, you know, the benefits of having sex while they're actually having sex. They're still battling some of the, you know, the mental hurdles that don't actually let them enjoy it completely, but also make it really challenging for the person they're with to A, know that they're doing a good job and B, also enjoy it. So I'll be with clients and I don't know if I, I don't know if they like, like what I'm doing. Like half the time, not half the time, but with these particular clients, I am just doing my thing and they're just kind of sitting there, lying there. And I'm like, do you like this? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, do you want me to do something different? No, no, what you're doing is good. I'm like, I can do, you know, I can do something different. No, no, no. And I'm like, okay, make some noise. <laughs> Let me know. Like, I don't know. They're just sitting there and obviously they want the experience. Sometimes it's clients that I've seen heaps of times and can kind of make fun of them a little bit because I've got that rapport with them. I'm like, come on, like, let me know. <laughs> let me know you're having a good time. But it's very hard for the, for your partner to A, want to continue if you're not showing that you are actually enjoying it and B, know what they're doing is good because you're making no you kind of don't even look like you want to be there sometimes and it's very challenging it's very challenging to work with so from a perspective of not just an escort client sort of scenario if that's your partner for instance and you're not showing any emotion you're not showing that you're engaged you're involved you're not physically mentally there, then it's kind of not going to be something that they want to do with you often because in a sense, it's like a rejection type of feeling or vibe because you're not being actively engaged and showing you're enthusiastic about it. So that obviously is not going to encourage somebody to, to want to do it again or often because they're not feeling good about it. And how can they enjoy the experience themselves if the person they're with is like, eh, you know, neither here nor there about it. So enthusiasm is such a simple way to increase your pleasure, the other person's pleasure, just the whole general experience about it. For people that feel uncomfortable voicing, you know, words, for instance, because some people don't, you know, feel uncomfortable to begin with speaking about what they actually like, make noise, moan, touch use your hands use your body say yeah that feels good no that doesn't feel good oh i'd love it if you did this like guide them be actively involved make you know use your initiative during if somebody's going down on you for instance touch them like you know be part of the experience or you know even if you're having sex like move <laughs> use your body show that you are actually enjoying the moment and find a way that you can express that you are wanting to be there because if you don't show enthusiasm you don't the other person doesn't feel it obviously and if you aren't enthusiastic about the experience then that's something else entirely different <laughs> and you need to work out why uh, you don't feel enthusiastic about having sex with that particular person 
So uh, enthusiasm, such an easy way to increase everybody's pleasure and have a great time. You can make it like a full, you know, you don't have to make it like a full on experience where you plan it and do this and do that. Enthusiasm just simply means showing up, showing your keen, letting the person know. You can make it a whole big experience. Whatever it is that increases your enthusiasm, work it out, figure it out. Is it a matter of getting dressed up in, say, lingerie or for either man or female, whoever, uh, getting dressed up or getting, like, have candles on, starting with a massage? What is going to increase your enthusiasm with your partner? Work it out and do it. Secondly, treat every partner as an individual. This is such a big thing and so many people do not understand this concept and and I find it very clear in how many times people will ask me what's your favorite position I don't have a favorite position because it depends on who my partner is and what works for us because it's an individual experience our bodies work differently together they fit together differently and the motions are different everything about it is individual just because one person really liked you fucking them in one particular way or liked you going down on them in one particular way or touching them in one particular way doesn't mean that everybody you have sex with after that is going to be into the exact same thing that's what's so cool about sex it's just like the diverse nature of what pleasure is and how that translates into each person and how everybody's body just just has such an individual this it's not like a one size fits all but everybody goes into a session well, not everybody a lot of people go into each session with a new partner thinking that they can predict what that person likes or what that person wants because they had amazing sex with somebody else in that particular way like you cannot guess what somebody likes and you cannot predict how your bodies are going to fit and move together like you know what works doggy style for one person it's just like incredibly amazing it hits all the right spots for both people physically might not work with another person like everybody's body is different fits together differently and this is actually a pretty big one because a lot of people don't want to accept that or consider that their partner's body isn't right for that position or isn't right you know for whatever it's not like it's really not a downside really it just means that you've got to experiment and find out what does work ask them communicate um try different positions like find find your groove figure it out but you can't predict what somebody likes especially not from watching porn <laughs> like the amount of people that I've had I'm like don't touch me like that I don't like it or I'm too sensitive that like I'm, I'm hypersensitive like um like clit is super sensitive my nipples are really sensitive so I can't take too much sensation like I like you know being touched there in those places but the way I'm touched there needs to be a certain way if it's too intense like I can't, I physically cannot handle it. I, I, I can't deal with the sensations around it. And while that's a blessing and a curse, so many people don't understand like, but you like this. And like, I'm telling you, I, I, it's too much sensation. Please stop doing that. But I know you do. You're making noises. 
<laughs> I'm making noises, yes, because this is a sensation that's very extreme. I can't take that. Don't like it. I don't want you to touch me like that. Or like I've seen this in porn and I know that girls like this and I know this and or, you know, like fingering, for instance, like I don't like being fingered. And when you say that to somebody, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, please don't touch me. You know, like I just don't like that. <laughs> That's just me. But everybody does. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> everybody has a different body and everybody has different likes and different needs. And you can ask somebody, just ask somebody or uh, it's really not that hard. Just go into each session with a new person thinking that this is exciting. Like, I don't know what this person likes. I get to explore this person's body. I get to explore this person's pleasure. We get to explore each other and we get to like, you know, figure out what it is that works for us. It's, it's, it's more exciting not knowing what somebody likes than expecting that they're going to like what you say you're good at. The other thing to consider is the more you put expectations on something, the more likely you are to be disappointed because if you've already got preconceived ideas of how it's going to go down and it doesn't go down that way, then you're going to be disappointed despite the fact that it could be so much better if you just go into it, you know, with curiosity and excitement as opposed to wanting to show off. Which brings me to another point is all about performance. It's a huge one with women. I feel like, and men actually, because men want to prove that they're the best. It's all like an ego thing. And women also just want to they wanted to prove the same thing. Everybody wants to be good at sex, right? Like everybody wants to be a good sexual partner. They want to give the most pleasure. They want to be thought of as, you know, being incredible in bed. It's just one of those things that we kind of really would love people to think about us. But the difference between men and women when they have these ideas about performance is that women don't really get to experience their own pleasure because they're more worried about making their male partner feel a certain way. They want to be, they're worried about his pleasure more than their own pleasure or how they look. So one of the biggest ones is I get women message me and like, how do you feel comfortable when you're on top? I'm worried about looking fat. I'm worried about this. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried about what I look like. And because they're so worried about what they look like, they can't even get in into the moment. They don't get to experience sex for what it is, like an experience for themselves, like their pleasure. They're too caught up in looking a certain way and projecting a certain image and that in itself is just detracts from everything. Like how can you have an amazing sexual experience with someone when you're all in your head worried about if you, you know, if your belly looks fat or if your rolls are there or if he's thinking a certain way. Man, if if he's having sex with you, he's thinking about himself. <laughs> he's thinking about himself mostly just to <laughs> – if he's having sex with you, he's not thinking about those things. And what makes a difference is how confident you feel and how into it you are. Like you can, there's a very big divide between, you know, someone who's confident in bed and someone who's more caught up in, in how they're, how they're looking and, and what the other person is thinking. And it's hard to 
move headspaces and be selfish about it. But the more into it you are for your own pleasure and not really giving a fuck about what you look like, the more pleasurable it is for the other person because you're at, you're enthusiastic. Like that's enthusiasm comes back into it, right? Like if you're so worried about how you look or if you're doing it right or, or whatever it is, and it's not like you can't emit this enthusiasm that you would be if you're just confidently just there, just milking it for all it, milking, <laughs> literally for all it's worth, you know. Also with what I was saying before with men and women doing it differently, women want to please their partners. Men just want to think that they've pleased their partners. <laughs> it's it's more for their ego than it is for somebody else's pleasure. And I'll, you know, I could argue about this all day and night, but it's, it's kind of true. Like, it's not kind of true. It is true. I don't even think men realize it sometimes. Like they want their partner to orgasm, but more importantly, they want to think that their partner their partner has orgasmed. <laughs> they don't want the blow to their self-esteem to know that they couldn't please somebody as opposed to really whether or not she's satisfied. There's a heap of reasons. There's like so many cultural and society factors that play into this but what can we do about it we can we can change the way that we have sex and the way that we talk about sex and the way that we communicate with our partners because you know we can't change all of those factors but we can change what we do and being able to communicate with your partner is it's pretty important in doing it and it doesn't have to be like don't do that I don't like that that feels disgusting I hate that it can be like hey why don't you touch me here or I really love it when you touch me there or like oh yeah that feels so good and just guiding guiding people because nobody knows your body like you do they nobody can guess it and and again it comes back to the fun in experimenting and playing and really exploring with somebody the different ways that something can feel good doesn't have to be a negative thing it doesn't have to be you know like you can tell somebody what you like if it's vastly different to what they're doing by guiding them gently it's not a blow to somebody's self-esteem and it's like it's tooling them as well like it's it's giving them new skills they 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 don't know your body they obviously if they've known every like I said everybody is different and everybody experiences pleasure differently so you know moving away from the fact that performing for your partner and really feeling into the moment, being involved in the moment, taking ownership of your pleasure and the experience. And instead of trying to please your partner as like as a paramount thing of the experience, like claim it for yourself. Do what you enjoy. Make sure you're enjoying the experience as well as you know, pleasing your partner because they go hand in hand because if you're happy, they're going to be happy too, you know, like you bounce off each other. It's like, it's not, everybody wins if everybody is involved in creating a pleasurable experience for themselves and for their partner. But also another tip is you can make it a performance (laughs) to completely go against what I just said. But I mean, it was more talking about actual sex and the whole experience. But I was speaking with somebody the other day about blowjobs and how to create a, or how to give a really good blowjob. And one of the main, one of the key parts of this is to genuinely enjoy it. Uh, Genuinely be involved. Like, be involved I mean the difference is like you can do it and you can tell you don't want to do it right like 
yeah, a lot of people don't like doing it. They treat it as though it is literally like the worst thing in the world. And most of the time, it's clients who will show their gratitude for your enthusiasm because their partners don't have that. They don't want to do it. They either don't do it at all or they do it half-heartedly or they're not that great at it. But that's not anybody's fault. I think it's more just like a, a communication thing, right? Like someone's really awful or something. Again, you don't have to be like, oh, wow, that sucked. Like, <laughs> Don't want you to do that ever again. Just guide them, help them learn your body, help them learn what your pleasure revolves around, like how to increase it. Like with the performance, with the blowjob I was saying to someone the other day is I really love it, but I also treat it as though it's a performance. Like I get right into it. Like I put on a show, porn's, you know, not real, but I treat it as though it is porn. (laughs) You know, I treat them to a, a legitimate show. Like I get right involved, like eye contact and make it an actual performance and like slow it down and quicken it and make them gas and lots of spit and you know use my hands as well as my mouth and noises um you know don't neglect the balls all that type of thing but I make it worth watching like I want them to be so involved in the experience and I think the difference is between a performance in this sense and the performance during sex is like when you're giving a blowjob or if you're going down on somebody you are giving you're in a giving mode then it's not about your pleasure for that particular moment in the experience and that is when you can turn it into performance and you know make it about them make you know do all the things that will be incredible for them when it's when you're actually having sex it's like it's no one's giving and taking in that particular moment you're both you're both doing both things you're giving it you know your receiver and you know what I mean (laughs) I was like I really should have thought about how to say that before I started saying that but my point is there's times during the whole experience where you can put on a performance and you you know make it about the other person when you're having sex it's about both of you I think so often we get caught up and we don't actually just enjoy sex for what it is you know we don't have fun with it we forget how fun it can be and it's not all serious there's just so much pleasure in experimenting and exploring somebody's body it doesn't have to even have like a the outcome of an orgasm there's just so many things you can do that build pleasure and intimacy we lose sight of that we've just got we want to you know we want to orgasm we want to be the best at it (laughs) i mean we want to make sure our partner orgasms or just we want to look good or whatever it is instead of just remembering that sex is fun sex is just it's so many things and we rush to get to the end of it and there's just there's so much to explore and do and it's just like it's just so much I just love it so another thing is positions we all have our go-tos I think Everybody like prefers a certain position (laughs) a lot of the time. But in saying that, like I said before, not every partner, it's not going to work with every partner. There's so many things that contribute to it, like body shape, size, the way, yeah, the way you move, 
all of the things just may not work with that particular partner. And one of those particular ones is doggy, doggy style. So (laughs) this has a couple of things there's a couple of thing reasons why this can be challenging for some people and it's like height of limbs you know and the way that for instance somebody who is taller and somebody that's quite short like the limb size when you're bent and in that position can be challenging to make it work in the motion that you need it to or just the shape of, say, like somebody who's got quite a long penis and with somebody, you know, with a female, sometimes it can be really painful for that per- for their fe- for the female partner because they go so deep into their vagina in that particular position and it's really uncomfortable. So ways to counter this is just to, f- to change the, like the angles up a little bit, find out wh- which dynamics, which angles are going to be better suited. So it's, he's not going so deep. So he's not going so deep and at that particular angle. So you'd need to play with like the heights, having sex on something maybe slightly taller and uh, with him standing uh, can't really think of an example of whether of what kind of furniture that would work you know a table or something like that just so the angles are different because and it's not such a painful position to be in another problem or not problem another challenge can be someone like myself who's got like a big ass and if the guy his penis is not so long is like a little bit on the shorter side to fuck me from behind with a giant ass is a bit of a challenge because my ass gets in the way. And uh, as, you know, big asses are quite a fashion trend at the moment, I can imagine I am not the only person who has had that experience. So there's different factors involved in, in you know, in creating a position or not creating, finding a position that's going to work for you and your partner. Uh, and it's a matter of playing around. It can be a bit frustrating <laughs> when you're in the middle of it and you're just like, oh, I just want this to work. But that's, but again, that goes back to make it fun. Who cares? Just take a little bit more time, play around. Uh, try different positions, try different angles, you know, use pillows, use, don't get off the bed, use other furniture, take it away from the bed. There's so many different different ways and different angles and different positions that you can try. Don't go in with an expectation that, you know, of, of one position, just play around, communicate, experiment, because everybody's bodies are different and they're going to fit with your body in a different way. Just wanted to talk about porn a little bit more and remembering that porn's not real life, so not using it as the benchmark of your sexual experiences. While you can definitely find elements of porn that you can bring into your real life experiences, remembering that your other partner or whoever you're having sex with is a real person with real feelings with real pleasure points that, and they have different ideas about sex and how it's going to go down. Porn can honestly be a really great tool in uh, becoming comfortable with certain things or if you want to start using dirty talk, for instance, watching porn and, you know, actually doing some research and finding out what people say (laughs) even, you know, like there's, there's a lot of things that porn can be great for. I mean, 
it has its place in society, but it's also not real. It's not realistic. It comes back to treating your partner as a person and exploring and finding out what their likes are, what their expectations are, what they want to explore, because there's actually more fun in that than there is in treating it like a porn scene anyway someone asked on instagram the other day how to a little bit of help with how to get their partner to not skip foreplay and because they their partner wants to go straight to having sex i think the first thing to do in this instance is talk to your partner about it and say that you want to extend the experience and it's not just about orgasm and because sex isn't just about orgasm and that's the thing we've created this this society where that's the end goal like we just want to have the best climax we just want to come and but it's so much more than that there's so much that comes from the whole experience and of course our bodies need time to uh be ready to have sex in some cases anyway and so it comes back to being able to communicate with your partner that a you want to extend the like the experience you want to include some foreplay and figuring out how that you guys can do that and uh, working out why uh they're ready to jump straight into having sex I mean, it's hard to give specific advice on this one particular circumstance because there's there's so many factors that come into partners having differing ideas in expectations and of sex. There's so many factors that I don't know to be able to give a really good, clear path forward for them because obviously it's also two people involved, not just one. When we realize that and we remember it's not just about what we want, it's what our partner wants. And if they're doing something in a specific way, why are they doing it in a specific way? Is that what they enjoy or they just want to get it over with? Like what is the reason that they're doing something the way that they're doing it? And and kind of working from there. And then once you're on an understanding of what your partner is thinking, why they're doing what they're doing and being able to express how you would like to do things and what you would like to try. That's really the only way forward. You can't like force your partner to do foreplay, right? Like you can, you can't (laughs) like, no, no, don't fuck me yet. You need to do this. You can't do that, (laughs) but you can talk to them and, and express to them that you want to, play around you want to have fun maybe make it a game where you don't actually have sex create a time where you just tease each other for a couple of hours like an hour half an hour whatever you know 15 minutes if you if you haven't been doing it for a while just make it a game make it fun again tease each other don't let the other person orgasm so it's it's more than just I want to do this, create it like an experience that's fun to try for both of you as one idea anyhow. So these are just some general sort of ideas and things to think about when you're going to have sex with somebody just to consider. Obviously, they're not very specific, but I am very keen to do some more specific tips and tricks. So if you have any, just so have any questions, send me a message, send me an email, let me know what 
specific questions you'd like answered and I can answer that on another podcast that I do because I know there was some questions about lube which I was going to talk about but I'll do it on a, on a separate thing because it's like a it's a whole topic <laughs> not lube itself but there's 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 a little bit in it anyway and tweez and and things like that so if you have any questions send me a message let me know what they are and i can include them for another podcast episode thank you so much for joining me once more i'd love it if you were able to subscribe and rate review that would be so great have a beautiful day 